Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That? with me, Holly Frew. And me, Rhonda Warfield. Hi! Hi, Holly. How are you? Good. Our first podcast of 2022. Ah, the new year. Yes. It's It's already already been a shit show. I know, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's better to get better. I won't say Happy New Year because, well, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the other night and it was just the whole kind of like Larry David. It's like, well, after the 7th, you just can't wish anyone a Happy New Year. It's too, it's too, it's gone too far. It's gone too far. That's it. Yeah. You might as well be doing it in March. Just, yeah, it's too far. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess happy new year. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. What are we doing? The tenth? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) For the twelfth. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know it's you know it's the new year or you know you're well past that that like you know the grace period of the new year when you start seeing new cars on the road yeah i saw my i saw two 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 ones today and they did were you both, i haven't yeah, seen yeah. any yeah i saw two today and they were both very fancy looking electric vehicles um like super futuristic looking like oh wow so like uh, they were very uh they were very nice looking um but yeah i saw two of them on the road oh, what brand were they Oh, one was a Hyundai and the other one was a Kia. And they looked mad futuristic. Yeah, they looked real. The Kia one was horrible now. I don't know what what's oh. going on with Kia, but it didn't look. The Hyundai one was mad looking. It like And I had a sneak at the dashboard and all, and the dashboard is all this big widescreen panel. What? Yeah, yeah. The whole dashboard is taken up by this big screen. Wow. Like, That's crazy futuristic. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Are you thinking of upgrading? No, or? No, no. no. I looked them. I looked them up online after. It's like seventy grand for the base model. Like, pass, you know. So. I'd say they might be like a hybrid or electric or something. No, it's fully electric. You can, oh yeah, yeah. There was no exhaust on it, so you can you can always tell. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that was a highlight of my day. Oh, such as cool. life. I haven't seen any. Um, yeah, how exciting are <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I saw I, a car. Yeah, I saw a car, a new car. And you saw yeah, that. I do. So. <laughs> it was I'm just going to crash and burn if I keep up this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't. I I haven't seen any yet. So actually, that's on my, you know, list. Hmm. My my resolutions. See a new car. See a new car. Yeah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But well, um, anyway, so uh, yeah, have you been up to much in the in the the new year? Uh, no, just I've actually just been working a bit, and mm-hmm. then I had an assignment due last night, and then I had dancing. I was doing working on dancing with the stars. Lovely. And uh, so I went in, did Dancing with the Stars, and then it sounds like, like I did it. Like, yeah, yeah. Are you a celeb or you wanted to perform? Yeah, I'm just a celeb. Like... I'm just like, <laughs> I just love dancing. Yeah. 
Um, just don't go, you know, having an affair with your professional dancer, like, because it's not a good look for you, you know. Ronan, Ronan Keating's, I think she's 20 or maybe 21, 22. She's in around that age. Yeah. And Ronan Keating's, uh, Missy is her name. And um, she's a great dancer, looks great and everything. And, uh, but her and her dancing partner, I swear to God, there's going to be a pregnancy at the end of this. There's going to be chemistry, is there? There's going to be more than chemistry. Yeah, red hot. There's going to be chemistry in terms of the biological changes that a woman goes through when uh, she becomes pregnant. pregnant, Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Like, there's that much chemistry. I was just like, are they they for real? They're not even trying to hide it. It's like too much. There was not like it's kind of almost a step over flirting. Anyway, um, maybe I just was like, I don't know, <laughs> just thinking way too it. much yeah, in my yeah. head. Just daydreaming about it. Just like, oh, they'd make such a lovely couple, um, <laughs> and <laughs> just willing it into yeah. into happen, but like mad because like Ronan. Uh, you know, was in the audience and stuff. So yeah. you're just there, like, dude, like you're dancing with his daughter on front of her, like you know, or in front of him. And yeah. tone down the lust, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't have to swing her around the place so much. Her skirt up in the air. Uh-huh. I actually do sound like I'm a thousand years old now. You do, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. That's true. It's uh, like it's I'm, like... you know. Next, you'd be running on with a, like a blanket just to cover her up. Like it's too much flesh. Wait, I don't care about that side of things. It's just the like, I guess the cringe on front of her dad situation. That's, that's the more cringe. Yeah, yeah and then enough. it's like she can fucking be on a stripper pole. I don't care, but um, and then it's just like. They had this BT before they all danced mm. and, you know, they're like bit of practice how they got on uh, during the week. And they were both, I don't know. I just felt like from the, from literally the moment they met, it was just like, oh, he's just so great. And, you know, <laughs> touching each other's bodies and stuff. <laughs> don't know. Get a room. <laughs> <laughs> You just heard Holly live on air in the background. Oh, get a room! <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, well, we were based in North uh, Background staff is a uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were based in North and then there was like the you know the actual it? studio. Uh, it's in Bray, I think. A Bray is it? I think it might be Ardmore somewhere around there. All right, cool. I was trying yeah. to think of somewhere where in Bray they could actually could record it but Ardmore's perfect yeah they would they would be doing it down there wouldn't they yeah I mean they would have the big sort of sound stage and yeah. you know it would have the setup ready to go there so. yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I'm like unless you know with COVID and everything they could have gone to a different place but I'm pretty sure it's the same mm. um but yeah so then uh after the show mm-hmm. I came back and I finished off my project. <laughs> so like at around nine till like almost midnight, it was due at 11.59 and I submitted it at 
eleven fifty one. Not just wait those extra seven minutes just to get her down to the wire, you know, just for just to feel the heart beating. Yeah. I, I I actually or did sitting, that before. Were you sitting there with those seven minutes going, oh god, look at this! I'm so uh, I'm so ahead of the game. I did. I actually was like, oh, I've got very loads smug. of time. Yeah, very smug. I mean, well, you see, like, yeah, I mean, I literally couldn't answer one part of it. So I know I was like out of the game, out of the loop for 30%. (laughs) So um, because if you go after the time, you lose 10%. All right. So, so. I, I I needed every fucking percentage on my side of things. So, and would I, you be raging if just like you hit send and your Wi Fi just cuts out then? And yeah, like that's the something, thing. Something that's really I, basic and rudimentary stops you from dead. Like you know, I know that's what I was actually like. The email oh address God, is one digit what? wrong or something like. <laughs> and yeah, then you see yeah. The email the next morning did not send. <laughs> I know. Well, no. at least it's like. It's kind of a software system that you put it oh, through, right, like right. a portal. But um, so and it's a pretty much like straight away automated confirming. You know, you've submitted whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's still it's still bananas though, because you're like, what if? Feck, yeah, like what if my Wi-Fi goes? You know, in the last two minutes, and I'm like shite. Okay, well, sure. Look, we'll. Uh, motor on ahead mm. uh, so we did our choices offline we did um, do you want to go first I actually can't remember who went first I'll go first um, okay. yeah so uh, you gave me uh, oh, yeah. Sick yes on the Disney Plus so. this was actually a revelation to me watching it over the Christmas period. Oh, yeah. And me too. I ended up burning through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, not just the first two episodes. I was like, nah, forget it. We're watching it now. Like, So me and Lisa watched this one and yeah, we were hooked. It was, it's compelling TV. It really is. It's actually the best or the most compelling TV that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, aside from your Game of Thrones and your all that shit, like, in terms of something that's set in the real world, this is like the best I've seen, like, you know. Um but yeah, it's it basically for anyone who doesn't know, um it's about the Oxycontin um basically epidemic that uh, was basically the last decade in America. Um so essentially it would have would have coincided around around the time of the big recession, essentially, but um a pharma company called um what are they called? Purdue Pharma. Purdue Pharma, yeah. Excuse me, thank you. So Purdue Pharma, they have a patent for uh, a very strong painkiller, which they're about to lose. So uh, they're a family-owned pharma company, and one of the members of the family uh, who is uh, head of development at this stage, I think, he uh, comes up with the idea of re-patenting this very strong painkiller as a uh, mild to moderate painkiller. Um, for everyday use for things that are like you take a paracetamol for. Uh, they end up convincing the FDA to uh, prove it as a non-addictive um, opioid, um, which is unheard of at this point in medicine and turns out to be a complete load of shit. Um, 
So, uh, and the way they get the FDA to approve it is completely callous and unbelievable. Like, um, it's shocking. Just, it is shocking. Like, and uh, the whole thing is a, is a shock from start to finish at how money orientated the the pharma industry in America is and how little they care about actual people. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, and so through the bells and whistles, you, you, we have about six or seven story strands involving different people um different characters it's mainly they they, they target um initially they target sort of midwestern uh working class towns that are based around coal mines and stuff like that uh, people who would get a lot of physical injuries um so they end up targeting all these markets west virginia places like that um and that within a very short space of time turns all these areas into basically crackdowns um, whole towns fallen victim to this incredibly addictive opioid, which is not at all safe for mid to moderate pain, but has been sold and marketed as such. Um, and yeah, it ends up becoming the big drug of that whole decade for these areas and eventually for the whole country. Um, people are abusing it left, right and centre. They're robbing pharmacies for it. Um, and yeah, it's it's a stark, very stark uh window into how this crisis started and got going like um and thank god now it seems to be from what you gather um it seems to be um subsiding substantially now because of the such bad press that the whole epidemic got but like yeah i actually heard um i can't remember who it was basically the sackler family hmm. That's who owned the Purdue company. Yeah, yeah, Sacrifice. Yeah. And there were, um, they were talking about the fact that in the Irish National Gallery, uh, there's a Sackler wing. Mm. And there was some kind of uh, talk about taking it down. And yeah. I was just like, what are they talking about? Like this Sackler stuff. And yeah. I'd seen Dope Sick like on the Disney platform and mm. uh I just kind of didn't really take any sort of notice of it I just thought it was going to be like oh this kind of dark drama um and I didn't really realize the connection and then uh my friend Nicola then was like this is amazing and I binged through four episodes when I mm. watched it first I just yeah. thought it was absolutely yeah, it's it's thrilling, and then you're right; it's totally shocking because it's a real story. Yeah, yeah, and so I've, it is. Yeah, it's, it's all based on true characters and true events, and the whole lot. Like, there's very little that's been exaggerated. It seems, um, and uh, you know, taking creative license with because the story itself is 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 shocking enough. You don't. Really do you reckon those depositions are actually verbatim? Like, do you reckon? Yeah, because uh, I was going to say at the end of this, um, there's a very interesting thing. You know, John Oliver last week tonight. Yes. Yeah. So he done actually he done three parts on the whole opioid crisis, um, and he essentially he essentially gleams over everything that's gone on in the series in these bits, and you see you know exactly what they did and didn't show on the TV show, like, and yeah, those 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 those, those bits are all true, like so. Because I was thinking it, because you know the way like in uh, the Facebook film and the actual scenes yeah, uh, when they're doing their kind of case, the court case, um, like that they're actually 
from the transcripts of yeah, yeah. the cases. It's the same here so as well. Thinking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's actually real. But yeah, anyway, back to the show itself. So that's the that's the grand overarching uh, story of the whole thing. But uh, individually, you've got like Michael Keaton, who plays uh, a doctor, who's brilliant in it. By the way, um, I don't think I've ever seen him better in anything. Like he's, he's so good, amazing. And, um, so he plays a doctor uh, who uh, is hit upon by this uh, sales rep, this farmer sales rep for Purdue, uh, played by Will Coulter, and. Yeah, he basically gets up to start subscribe, prescribing uh, oxycodone to patients for, as I say, mo- moderate pain, which would be up to now unheard of and completely frowned upon. And the only reason they do it is because they have this special label from the FDA that says it's not um, an addictive opioid. Uh, and the way they say it's not an addictive opioid is because it has this apparently long release system that doesn't give the the, the peaks and troughs of an opioid would, and that's basically the panging for addiction. It has this slow release thing, which basically just releases the the pain medication over time, which of course turns out to be complete horseshit. Um, it basically just, it, it, it works like any other opioid. You take it, you get your relief, and then the come down is even stronger than the pain that you were trying to get rid of in the first place. Yeah. And that's where the addiction starts. So, yeah, it, it ends up becoming an absolute epidemic around these towns and counties that were hit upon by this company. Um, uh, crime goes through the roof. People are robbing and mugging people just to get their prescriptions off them for OxyContin. People are breaking into pharmacies and only taking OxyContin. Um, so, yeah, and of course, throughout all this, this company is making millions and millions and then billions, of course. Um, and they use that money to shield themselves from any responsibility. Uh they blame, you know, everything but the weather uh, about what's happening. And, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough watch at times, especially when you see characters who you're totally invested in constantly mm. just stumbling and, um, uh, yeah, and basically just, you know, you're rooting for them to, like, overcome what they're going through and they don't, you know. And it's, it's very heartbreaking at times. Um uh, Caitlin Dever, who we talked about before yeah. in Booksmart, Booksmart, she also plays yeah. a young girl who becomes addicted. Another very good story thread. Um, but yeah, no, I can't recommend this enough. We burned through this in a couple of nights. We were doing two episodes a night, and it was compelling. Um, now, like I said, it's a tough watch. Um, you're not going to have a single laugh to be had out of it. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it because yeah. it's. Uh, it's it's essential TV. It's important TV. It's you know it's it's good it's good to get out there, the kind of mentality behind these companies where they literally see, um, dollar they, signs. They, they see that dollar of, signs, and in this yeah. case, they see the deaths of what turns out to be hundreds of thousands of people as a direct result of this, and all they saw was money. They didn't see any responsibility in what they were doing. They just saw money, and yeah. that's that's the stark reality of it. So. It is important to see that companies can be this bad, just so, you know, we all know and we're not duped by. The... I don't completely blame the family as well. I think the uh, the body over governing the the drugs, the FDA, is that what it is? Certainly, certainly at the start, you're left thinking, did they genuinely not know that this was addictive or were they just, you know, were they just hopeful that it wasn't or... But as time goes on, you see that despite they know, despite them knowing that it is addictive, they still press on with the money first ethos yeah. of it, like which is ultimately their biggest crime. Um, 
especially the the head guy, uh, Richard Sackler, who I'm not sure how accurate his portrayal in the thing is because they basically, in the end, paint him out to be this absolutely monster, monster, this cartoonishly evil bastard. He is Um, almost cartoonish. Yeah. But then he literally could be like that. He literally could be like that. And what they did was cartoonishly evil. They they, they literally peddled drugs. It might as well have been cocaine. And or heroin. heroin, yeah, it, you know there was no great strategy to what they did. They repackaged something that was addictive as heroin, and made billions off it, and did mm. so legally apparently. So, um, yeah, no, that's 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 the reality of it. But yeah, no, essential TV, absolutely watch it if you get a chance. Um, the, just be warned, I, it will drain you. So, yeah, definitely. It it's definitely a thinker. Like you, you'll go to bed kind of, sort of with it in your mind still after um i don't know if this was like it's it's just a kind of a similarity but i found when i was watching your man who plays the main sackler guy i can't think of i don't know what his name is he's great though um he reminded me a bit of now i can't even fucking think of the actual other uh do you remember the one that there was a very wealthy guy and he create he wanted to have a wrestling team and he's like this Steve Carell played Steve him. Steve Carell plays him, yeah. Um I forget the name of it, but Channing Tatum was in it too, yeah. 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 Plays that sort of like almost fox psych- catcher. Fox catcher, yeah, yeah. Almost plays like that borderline psychotic. It's kind of you know, yeah, like that sort weird, of like yeah light voiced but like just deranged yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. it's sort of it was almost similar to that sort of portrayal of like i don't really have like any bad bone in my body but i'm like this is how i feel and i don't care if loads of people die yeah yeah. narcissism or sociopathic that's what it is yeah psychopathic sociopathic Mm. that would be uh, a more accurate um like description yeah. but yeah so yeah no um glad you made me watch that because yeah yeah no it's i a, i'm it's good shit yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth a watch it's on disney um they're bringing out a lot of interesting things actually mm. yeah now i don't it's know how so much hard. of that is actually disney or how much of it was is it just stuff acquired they in yeah because they acquired it from fox but yeah, no, that's 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 a big plus on their um on their score sheet for them, definitely. Yeah. So more cool. that is. Yeah. Well I'm delighted. Mm. I'm delighted you had you had that yeah, very delighted. difficult I, watch. That, that three nights of absolute misery. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Yeah, so my uh watch then yes. uh was Stay Close which is a series. So we both went with two series this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably not going out a lot, like, you know, like COVID very soon. So loads of time for everyone to be watching yes. the series. Yeah, yeah. Nothing um, but time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Harlan Coben, who, if you've watched Netflix in the last five years, you will know from um, other series um what other ones did he do again he's the author isn't he that the books are or the series are based on 
he's yeah he's yeah. a crime yeah. author yeah. and he's done uh safe with your man dexter and he's done the stranger wasn't the stranger yeah 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 he's so a couple of Netflix jobs now, yeah. yeah yeah so stay close is his latest one and it basically is kind of focuses on this woman megan pierce and she's like the epitome of almost kind of like suburban housewife like lovely attractive partner uh lovely kids very kind of instagram looking house just seems to be like happy go lucky everything's going well in her life and she basically gets a blast from the past this woman has shown up in her life and you can tell megan isn't happy about this that you know she's obviously gotten some sort of secrets in her history um we meet ray levine so he's a documentary photographer and he's just kind of a like yeah he's just one of the characters then michael broom he's the detective he's played by james nesbitt um and then yeah there's a few other characters but obviously you know that all of these characters are going to be entangled in the story some way such eddie as, Izzard is in it as well yeah, yeah such as your man's uh style of drama basically exactly it's and all it, like separate characters intertwined in ways yeah. and ways shocking and yeah and it's sort of suburban it's in quite like middle class and all of these kind of horrible things start to happen or have happened in the past and you know so it's constantly kind of going from uh sort of going back in time but basically there is uh a missing person uh happens and michael broom he's the detective on the case so he's he gets involved then in kind of figuring out what's happened and then there's more deaths that seem to be linked in the past and it involves this very nice suburban mum who we know has definitely got something to do with it as well. So without kind of ruining any big plots, Mm. uh, I won't like go into any more, but she's, yeah, it's definitely... It's it's actually this one is a bit surreal. I've I've watched like all the other shows and it's, you know, crime, drama, uh, you know, etc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one has a touch of the surreal. Mm. Uh, especially there's there's a kind of there's two characters and they're kind of I guess they're hitmen. Um and they're very unusual. Very strange. This mm. has gotten a lot of uh, kind of mixed reviews, but I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, I think it's definitely. Um, Did you, have you got through the whole thing yet, or how many? Episodes yeah, have you? I've actually gone through the whole thing now. Oh, very good. very good. Yeah, I did. It is like even if you're not loving, I I found this. I think with with another uh, one of his. I think it might have been safe. 
but I find even if you're not loving it altogether, he does like have the characters and it is written in a way that it does make you want to like the cliffhangers Mm. at the end of every episode makes you stay with it. Even if you're not like, you know, loving it, it Mm. still has you. Yeah. I found it more interesting than his other stuff. Um, the, the other two series that the other two Netflix series you mentioned earlier, I found this more interesting than them. I found those to be a bit uh, soapy. Yeah, a bit um, A plus B equals C. Yeah, yeah, just a bit, you know, a bit melodramatic and a bit soapy. This was a bit more interesting to me because it didn't stick. It didn't like you know have that exact formula um, of just you know. Uh, it was like an extended episode of Cory. The other ones were yeah. like for me. Uh, this one was a bit more interesting to me, and, and as you say, a bit more surreal, which to me was more interesting, which is, yeah, why, why I recommended it. But, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I would agree there. It's an interesting watch. It's worth giving it a gander. And it definitely, like, you're you're looking at, even in the last episode, and not giving anything away, yeah. but, like, there's loose ends, obviously, in the storyline, especially when you're involving so many characters. And you're just, like, even to the right, to, like, the last sort of minute, there's still loose ends getting, you know, finished or yeah, yeah, wrapped yeah. up. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. James Nesbitt is uh, brilliant in this. Yeah, he's one of those actors where it, it, it's like completely dependent on the role he's playing because I've watched it. Like he, he's a good actor, obviously, but I've seen him in stuff where I'm just like, I cannot stand him in this role that he's playing, he's so annoying. Like, and then he does other stuff where you're like, no, oh, I really like him there. That was good. So I don't yeah, know if yeah. that means he's a great actor or he just, you know, just uh, might be a bit of a dodgy roles, dodgy roles kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the only, no, this he's good. Yeah. The person that annoyed me though, a bit was Joe, Joe Joyner's character. So it was James Nesbitt's, uh, like co-detective. Mm on the case and she just sort of seemed to be like I know detectives like when you're writing them like it's always good to have one person asking what's going on in the other detective's head because obviously that's progressing the story Yeah, but like she always just used to be asking the questions and like she never contributed anything that's true. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like this person who was like there going, like walking around like a Wally. And it just kind of made her character seem totally like unrealistic, I think, a bit as well. Just like Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. she brought her kid along to to like work one day. I, and... I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like bring in X Factor, just like hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit there and actually, well, that did happen. You know, <laughs> us. Uh, there were people who brought in their kids sometimes. There was, but um, yeah, hilariously so. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is a live environment. <laughs> Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, definitely worth the watch as well. Like, there's a lot of uh. A lot of series coming on and have been sort of released uh, recently. Um, but I can't obviously think of anything now. 
Of course. Well, That's just the way. That's just the way. This is, the way, this is the way. Yeah, yeah. This is the way. Um, but yeah. Actually, oh yeah. Afterlife is a new series that's coming on. But it's already been out for three series. so Or is two series Gervais so far. Thing? What? Is that the Ricky Gervais thing? Yeah. Right. So the new series three is coming out. Is it? Hmm. Soon. I don't know when it's actually out. Yeah, I'm interested to see where he takes it because just like as good as the first two were, there's really only so much you can do about the whole suicide thing before it starts becoming a bit redundant. Like, so I'm interested mm. to see where he goes from here. Like, yeah, and the the wife like kind of ghosting, literally, literally, yeah, yeah, sort of haunting, ha- haunting the story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, does that go or mm. is that going to be still there? Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Uh, you have choices for me. I do. Um, oh. I do, I do, I do. Um, so one of them you're going to have to rent. Okay. Um, and that is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ooh. Yes. I think it might be worth it. Yeah, it might be, might be. Okay. And your other choice is, I have it written down here somewhere. Bear with me one second. This is very um, exciting. Yeah, I don't think the other choice is redundant. I don't. I think Ghostbusters Afterlife is where it's at. But anyway, we digress. I was listening to a podcast with Jason Reitman. Um, oh, very good, yeah. With James A. Caster on their uh, what's the food podcast? But um, oh god, I can't think of it. Uh, but yeah he was so good in it did he give any uh, interesting he didn't talk about the fucking film at all did he not no he was just talking about a starter main course on dessert oh that's uh, disappointing (laughs) well I mean that's what the podcast is but like usually they get to talk about yeah usually they crowbar in a few um... their bits yeah, the few other bits, whatever they're trying to hawk that week, like, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, your other choice uh, is an older film, uh, uh, action comedy, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Cool. That's on Amazon. Uh, starring Mr. Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Okay, and your choices... Yes. ...are both on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's the new Guy Ritchie movie called The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. And there's a bunch of other guys. Oh, yeah. Colin Farrell's in this, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, Or Deadly Cuts, which is actually an Irish comedy. Oh, this is the Irish hairdressers. Yeah. And actually, I've seen I've seen a few trailers for it. It looks very good. So that's an interesting couple of choices there. Thank you. Yes. Cool. Okay. well, that's everything, I think, for this week. That will do it, yeah. Um, so yeah, we will talk to you guys next week and hope you have a nice start to 2022. Don't do anything we wouldn't do, like, you know, no exercise and (laughs) no. Oh, do you have any new resolutions? Uh, oh, did I make any new resolutions? No, no, I didn't. No. Yeah. No. There's no point. There's no point. But like, no. no, forget about it. Like I mean, I'm, I'm I started running again, but I I I did that. I started doing that before Christmas, so that's a really that's good re- row. Yeah, not really. I I had to stop after two weeks because of COVID. 
Um, and I'm only just back doing it now in the last week or so. So really tough. I could really feel the difference in my lung capacity after COVID. Like, Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, like, I mean, before Christmas, I was doing three or four K, which is not a lot. I know, but it, when you're starting out, that's, it's, that's pretty That's good. a significant amount when you're starting. But like, I was struggling to get past two K there this week. So. Yeah, really, and really was that just like because of after Christmas in general? Could have been too. But no, I didn't go nuts in the food either on Christmas. Yeah. No, I think it was just, it was definitely something you, you could feel it like, you know. But um, I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, you will. resolution. I'm just, you know, trying not to but die. But that's really young. good. And actually, that would only help, you know, your lung capacity and Very all true. that kind of crap. Very true. Did you come up with a resolution in the end? Yeah. Um, just try and be super great. But you're already super great. Oh my god, thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, I guess watch more TV and more films. Solid, solid resolution. Hey. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, but I, I believe in you. I believe you can stick this one out. So, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You have my full yeah. support. Yeah, no, and probably to try and do more walking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't Usually. actually done any like resolution. I just, I don't want to get to the point where I, you know, I'm wearing a hoodie on a night out just to cover it all up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad state to be in. So. I want to still be able to fit into a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Cool. Okay. Well, hope everyone has a great week and mm. uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.